0: Hey there! Welcome back to the Revive Podcast. I'm Carrie, Pastor of Connection and Discipleship here at Neighborhood Church. Thanks for joining us. Psalm one thirty-eight, verse seven reflects: Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. And God does; He does rescue and sustain us. And so each week, we love to create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ. It's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com/slash/revive. So today I'm here back again with Pastor Mike. Hello. And Pastor Justin once again. Pastor Justin. We'll see if he jumps back in. But we're also here today with Patsy Lambert. Patsy, I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you. Awesome. So Patsy's uh, taught some classes with us at church. Um, She's married to our executive pastor, uh, Terry Lambert. You may have seen her around. Super glad to have you here, Patsy. I would recommend, we're gonna be diving into Daniel chapter six. That's what we uh, were focused on last Sunday. And uh, as we do so, I would encourage you, um, go ahead and pause the podcast and read Daniel six. Um, The whole chapter, great story, may be familiar to you, maybe some new things in there that you haven't noticed before. So let's go ahead and after you've read that, you can go ahead and press play on the podcast again and we'll dive back into our discussion here. one of the things we look at when we think about Daniel and his life and what was happening in the book of Daniel is to help understand the times that he lived in. A lot of the power of who Daniel is and what example he shows us is because of the circumstances he found himself in. So uh, before we met, uh, Mike, we were chatting a little bit about the exile, um, how it shaped Daniel. Do you want to kind of weigh in on that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, um, Israel's history is uh, a lot going on there but God had made a contract with them and said if you do this you will be blessed if you don't it won't be great for you and so they chose to go their own direction and God said okay we're done I mean after a long time God is very patient but he said you know what I'm going to take away your your blessing of land and uh, I'm going to have you be captured by another kingdom the Babylonian kingdom it's not a godly kingdom at all and, uh, and I'm just going to enfold you into that. And ha- as it was, uh, most uh, kingdoms didn't simply annihilate the people or push them out in any way like uh, we see today as people are being uh, genocide or, or, or being uh, pushed out to migrate to another place. They simply enfolded them into their kingdom. They took their crops, they took their businesses, and they even took the best of their best. And they uh, indoctrinated them into uh, their kingdom. So in the story of Daniel, if you read Daniel chapter one, I encourage you to do that. Actually read Daniel chapter one through six is a great read. The stories are amazing. And it just sees how God really sustains and works. But in Daniel chapter one, Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they are uh, they are taken in. They're young, uh, uh, handsome, uh, sharp, wise incredibly intelligent, probably strong to amazing youths. And Nebuchadnezzar sees these guys as I want them part of my kingdom. And so he took them in and tried to brainwash them into the Babylonian way of life. And uh, yet there was something very different about these three, really four with Daniel. Uh, they had an incredible, amazing relationship with God and that sustained them. The pressure of the outside did not conform them, but the pressure on the inside their relationship with God really conformed them and shaped them. And you can see how God works through that in the whole book of Daniel. And, and it's 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 really incredible. So that's kind of what happened history-wise as we go as, as as we hit the book of Bible book of Daniel.
0: Yeah. And I love what you said about the, the pressures from the outside as we look at our world today. We sometimes do find ourselves in a you know, either a hostile culture or at least one that's not similar to the same beliefs or values we have. Um, Patsy, I think we had chatted beforehand about a little bit about that too, right?
2: Well, I was going to share, Mike, you um, mentioned the word integrity throughout your, your message. So it sent me to the dictionary because I really thought, what does that word mean? And I think all three cases, uh, a person of, that's an honest person, a person that's true to who they really are. What you see is what you get. And then also the part like you walk across a bridge that has, you want to go across a bridge that has integrity. It's strong. It's, it's going to do what it's called to do. And I think that, um, that helped me understand Daniel and his sweet friends were first, they were people of integrity and it called me to want to say, am I those three things? Uh, when I get squeezed, am I going to be strong because of my integrity? Am I built on something foundational? You know, all God's little stories that we sing about, you know, being built on a, a rock or firm foundation or, um, roots being out you know to the living water and a, a tree firmly planted all those things come into play when um, when we see people of integrity actually doing what they're called to do oh, that's
0: great
3: Good and reason. I think it's I think it's that hardship that reveals the degree of our integrity and one of the things when you were talking Mike that popped to mind for me, as I remember way back in seminary, which is way back now. um, But as we were studying (laughs) Daniel, um, it just blew my mind. Verse two, it said, the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, speaking of the king of Babylon, when they besieged Jerusalem, that this was um, their exile was because of their sin. And it was um, part of God's plan for discipline and refining the people of Israel. Like it wasn't Um, I mean, there is a woe is me because it was awful, but um, it also wasn't outside of what God's providence was and what his overall plan was. And that's, that's a good reminder for us as well, because we are relatively comfortable. Um, And so it, you know, this hasn't been a hard year, but before this year, it still didn't take much to knock us off our game and 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 give us excuses to, you know, not be at our best when those are the times where it's really testing and and refining us and revealing in a lot of ways our integrity mm. and our character.
0: Right. Yeah, Patsy, um, you had mentioned something about just the creativity that can come when we face hardship that that uh, the ways we can pivot can be really relevant to our culture. Do you want to elaborate more on that?
2: I think the the exciting thing for me during this time, um, when Daniel um, and his friends, they got called and they were were put in positions to do what they already were good at doing. And I think when this whole thing came down, I'm an outside going person. Uh, First of April, I was saying, God, what what does this look like for me? What do you want from me? And I think he, it wasn't anything new. He just redirected and gave me new things to do. And um, I think it's a matter of um, having those practices in place so that we are used to listening to God that when he says, you know, he gives us peace because trust me, trouble's going to come. You're going to have trouble and you're going to have peace. And I don't, um, I was sitting even this morning, thinking, "What are the things that that cause me to groan and cry in this chair?" I have my own things that, well, it wells up easily. Your own things that make you tender and a little heartbroken, but God's peace is what um, just sustains us. And I and I think Daniel carried into Babylon the practices that he had been already firmly established, and so. God didn't ask him to do something new. He asked him to rely on what he'd been doing, but display it in a new way. And um, so that's kind of what happened with me. I've got got a bunch of new things that have kept me very busy. (laughs) Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Yes. On <laughs> us. I don't know if I'm talking too much. I'll tell you this. Well, you know, I think I'm convinced that God calls us to do what he's wired us to do. So this hasn't been a burden for me. Uh, and I think I'm not a writer, but there's all sorts of ways people can exercise their gifts in different ways. And um, I just happened to think, how could I reach out to people? So I started, I uh, put a flyer in everybody's Uh, mailbox and said if anybody wanted to do a cyber coffee chat I knew about six neighbors pretty in not intimately but good acquaintances over the years around immediately around me but from block to block there's about 30 houses and um, I would say now we have 20 women in this group and uh, out of those 20 we have showered a new mom with um A bunch of pampering gifts we have uh, i asked if anybody wanted to be secret sisters and so um i think there's 16 women some that have never met each other in person and uh so they filled out a um Uh, an information sheet. So I now know a whole bunch about these women. And um, I sense when we can get together this summer, it's not going to be from scratch. And um, I think where I'm more peaceful in my old age is God doesn't move fast. And I think this whole pandemic has slowed the world down. And um, I'm not out there to say you've got to accept Jesus. I'm out there to say, how's things working for you? What are your needs? And let me tell you what's worked for me yeah. and watch people, watch God it. grow. And yeah. um, Killer, Tim Keller has written a great book. It's called How to, How to Reach the West Again. Hmm. Uh, it's a small little read, but he talks about being faithfully present. And I think it's whether I'm at work, which I'm doing over Zoom, or whether I'm in the neighborhood, you're just, that's that. I, mean, I think that's another expression of being a person of integrity being faithfully present. You're doing things that God's called you to do. It comes out like, um, like breath. And um, yeah, just,
1: and Patsy, let me just jump on that. What one thing you, because what it's just, it's in Daniel and his, and his three friends, but but we see it in Daniel is that even though he was in this crisis situation, ripped away from his home, ripped away from his beliefs. I mean, even though he kept them, but ripped away from all the cultural things that he was so used to, instead of just kind of sitting rocking in a fetal position in the corner saying woe is me he took the initiative to engage and he he and we'll and actually next week's sermon is all about that is 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 as as, as jeremiah challenged the people to engage even though they're in this exile we're, we're to we're to engage and that's exactly what you've done you've said you know what it's an awful situation right now but i'm just going to what god what do you want me to do and i love that it, it, and daniel did the same thing he he took that 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 uh opportunity to initiate to engage in a place that was
3: really uh, actually hostile to him
0: mm-hmm.
3: what i think too is amazing is this is the second coup he's survived right yeah. like like this is this isn't young because i always think of daniel as the young guy right the young guy he's one of the youths that yeah. everyone sees all this potential in but this time he's i think he's about 80 from what i gathered yeah. um, at least 80 and at that point you're like are you kidding me i gotta go through this again (laughs) i'm I'm almost there (laughs) (laughs) um you know like but yeah it's like okay i'm too you know you, you could see him saying i'm too old for this like and yet here he is one of the top three gonna be number one um in terms of being over the kingdom of this new transition and i was stunned as i studied this of it seems like him and the king they just really like each other like they're they're you know obviously he wasn't consulted on the hey everyone pray to me type thing but um there seemed to be like a genuine affection between the king and daniel and and just really uh it's a great story of long time long-term perseverance of yeah. um okay i survived getting deported from my homeland and made my way in the world and that's a great story and then Now, when he's, you know, 80 plus, okay, here we go again. I've got to find my way in a new, you know, regime where, you know, I I don't know what the odds are of of just getting the ax, like literally so, when you're part of the leadership of the former uh, king, but he endured that and not just endured it, but thrived in that. It's amazing to me.
1: Yeah, I would have loved to sit down with Daniel and say, hey, what is, how is it that you develop such quality relationships with all of these uh, kings who and and, uh, and officials who don't believe like you at all. Yeah. And where some people yeah. make that a separation thing, I, you know, I can't do anything with you because you don't believe like I do yet. He's able, you know, a lot like Jesus who ate with sinners and hung mm. out with the, you know, the quote riffraff of the, of the place. And even got criticized for that. And yet here's Daniel. I mean, He's, uh, he's he's this godly person uh, praying to God daily, and 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 you can see his devotion there. But yet he's right in the mix of that, and has this such a relationship that the king, all night long, is mm-hmm. working a lo- working and 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 uh, trying to figure out how he can worm way out of this law that he, un you know, unwisely made, and and uh, and and that, and you can just, it's incredible. I mean that, but that's isn't that how we should all be?
2: Yeah, you know. You know- Exactly, Mike. I I mean, how many of us have close friends that are non-believers and they learn to love us because of us being people of integrity that, you Mm. know, that's, that's what people, people want honesty. They want justice. uh, They want mercy and forgiveness and somebody that accepts them. You know, it's the Holy spirit that convicts people. We know that, but we don't often live that way, you know? Yeah.
1: And yet, unfortunately, yeah. we've been in a world that just wants to separate, whether mm-hmm. it's politically or racially or gender wise. There's just so many things that want to separate. And yet, love covers all, and we can still love people who may not believe like us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, a, that's such an important reality. And Daniel was right in there. Every day, he was working right. for the king,
0: who's not yeah. a believer,
1: you know, and who doesn't, doesn't grasp Yahweh like he does. So, right.
0: And I think that's a great point when we think of today's climate, like you mentioned, even religious divisions where the Christ, some Christians are integrated into the world. And like Patsy, you mentioned uh, Keller writing uh, his book about being engaged with Western culture again. Um, we'll, we'll, I'd love to link that in the show notes here, too. But we think that there's other Christians, too, where there's a real us versus them mentality yeah. mm-hmm. where we need to war to win back this culture or fight Um, but we forget that our enemy is, is our real adversary, the devil, like our enemies are not other people, those are the people we're called to love, and we see Daniel do a really good job of that, where you're right, like he, he maintains his relationship with God fervently in his three times a day praying, and yet, like you mentioned, Justin, he's good, he's a genuine friend of the king that does not know God yet, Um, Mm -hmm. and so how, that's a balance we really want to, to aim for. And and we see in Daniel's life that it can be done. It can Mm -hmm. be done. Yeah.
2: You you know, um, Carrie, you sent us to first Peter or second Peter one five talking about the. uh, No, I was I think it's where we're talking about the different um, things that we should have. Was it I think that was the reference where it talks about building on reference on virtue, knowledge and on knowledge, self control. Is that the second Peter?
0: Uh, was that the um, parallel passage you'd mentioned in your sermon notes, Mike, uh, in the study guide?
2: Yeah, I thought you mentioned it in the, in this. I don't know where I saw
0: yeah, it. it. Yeah, it sent <laughs> have been uh, in kind of par- uh, The
1: sermon notes yeah. the parallel passages to kind of study for reading yeah. guide. Yes, yes, well, it did send me that. Well, I,
2: I thought about those things and, and maybe the order of events that it was, Setting at the set, I, put, I saw them in concentric circles. Like virtue is that mm-hmm. center of who we are, uh, what we're what we're built on, living living true to what we know to be true, and then building on knowledge. And mm-hmm. I I personally took on. I remember this summer, I didn't really know much about. This whole social unrest stuff I so I began and I got a group of like minded women that we did a lot of study together and learn stuff and, um, but then there's self control around that so how do you share things you know whether it's biblical knowledge, whether it's social knowledge. And so that self-control and steadfastness, keeping true to things, but godliness and then brotherly kindness and then love, all of it has to be all communicated. Our whole goal is to love people. And if we have some knowledge about different things, we have opportunity to share them in a loving way all the time. And so I think Daniel probably shared a lot with the king and I, uh, you know, uh, it was what the king probably wanted, but wasn't convicted about and loved what, what, what Daniel's faith did in Daniel's life. And I think people want what God has to offer. They just are blinded. Oh, thank you.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's, i uh, sorry. I was going to hand you notes, know, but second, second Peter uh, chapter one, verses about four to eight, it says, for this very reason, add to your faith, blah, 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 and it goes on and lists a whole number of things. And they are, they're like consensual circles, but there are important points there that, that these right. are the things that, that, that really strengthen us from that inside. So the pressure from the outside it doesn't just cave us in and right uh, for that
2: a- reason he gives right. us these this instruction because yeah it, you know if we live more like it's gonna be life's gonna be hard. So when the good things and easy comes, we go, boy, this is great right now. <laughs> yeah. But um
0: yeah, and I think that stems truly from, like you said, that this that the news about God, it really does bring hope and really does bring healing to the world mm-hmm. and to individuals that um, do we really believe that the message about the gospel about Jesus is is for people's best, that it yeah. really will genuinely help them, that he will genuinely help them. When we believe that, then we are more compelled to like, oh man, I got to share this with you because you're my friend right? or you're my coworker, you're my family, you're my, my neighbor next door. And this knowing about jesus really is going to help you
1: right absolutely and you know just i'm going to throw this in because I, I shared this actually the second gathering not the first gathering but the phrase that just hit me as the scripture was being read it just hit me right as the sermon was going on is is that uh, um, daniel uh it says in there god shut the lion's mouth and daniel was telling about what what Uh, reporting to to darius what happened in the in the lion's den and i just love that phrase shut the lion's mouth because it's just it's it's a it's a phrase that as we hit because there's always lions around us there's always issues that that are just that are growling behind us and we just know we're going to get devoured by them whether it's financial issues relationship issues medical issues the social like you're talking about patsy the social unrest issues things that rip us apart rips our family apart of all kinds of there's tons of lions growling and roaring behind us and we're just freaked out and so you know the the, the truth is God shuts the lion's mouth I and mean, we that phrase has just got to hit us hard that he shuts the lion's mouth and he can do that but the key is to look to him and that's why I just love that picture of, uh, uh uh Terry will put it in the show notes uh, a link to it but it's this picture of Daniel. He's, he's in the lion's den and he's not looking at the lions at all. He's got to, he actually turns his back on them and he looks up to God. And I just think that, you know, the big question is, is how do we really uh, keep looking to God? And Patsy, you mentioned it. That's why it hit me is that it's that choice, that, that choice to put our trust in God and who he is and, and what God can do his power and, and who we are as part of his family. Uh, you know, we're protected by God and He's with us around us. Yeah, sometimes the lions do nip at our heels, and and we feel the pain of that. But God is still and He can shut the lion's mouth. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, I think again uh, about just Daniel driving that balance, living that balance of, of seeing the threats and seeing the, the world and the culture around him, and yet still keeping his eyes focused on God, being a man of integrity doing his job well enough that, like Justin said, he could stay in the cabinet through each of these different kings and still stay in a position of leadership. Patsy, I think of your um, your experience, either one, uh, being the principal at the school that you were serving at, and also just the other professional experiences you've been in. What was that like, you know, and maybe what similarities did you maybe encounter similar to Daniel's life, where you had to be in this position of leadership, living as a Christian, where not everyone on your staff or at your school or whatnot was?
2: Well, I would say, man, it's a long time ago when I started, but I do remember I went in gangbusters. I was, I think, 36 or so. And um, I did, honestly, I'd have to say I did a lot of damaging and relationships at the beginning of my career. And it's because I was excited about my Christian faith and I just took it with me, but I, I maybe old age kind of mellows you, but I think you realize that, um, uh, just like Daniel, Daniel was faithful to be what called God's called him to be. And people noticed it. And I'd say by my last assignment, uh, what I was a principal, my last principalship, um, I'd have people say, Oh, I didn't think that because you were a Christian. I had no idea how they knew I was a Christian. But I think your language, uh, the way you treat people, the way you um, answer questions so that you are honest and, and forthcoming, all those kind of things, um, people enjoy being around people of honesty. They really do. They, uh, they feel safe. And so, uh, I think they build a place that they can be honest with. If you if you share, I'm, I'm not doing this so well, I need your help. They're willing to say, I need your help. And so, um, I think being true to being a person of integrity is probably a critical, uh, just a very big aha here. I'm kind of seeing it in a bigger picture as we're talking, even as we're talking, but, um, I, right now I'm coaching a VP, um, I'm, I'm in a very blessed position. I'm I'm retired, but I get to keep my foot in the door, helping people that are just beginning these jobs, and I'm keeping them out of my job. Uh, my my personal goal is to keep them out of trouble, and to help them enjoy <laughs> what they're doing when it's hard. But as they're because they, they all want to do a good job, and they all have gifts, but they're all so different. Nobody has all the gifts you know in the world. So anyway, um, but just. My conversation, I've been with this woman now probably six months or so, and there's been God talk and it's just a natural thing. And I've been, as we've talked, she's been able she's shared more about her personal life and cause you really can't separate personal and professional when you Well, see that's you think about Darius and Daniel, they probably shared a lot of personal things and, um, Huh, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't even thought about that. But the reality nice. is that you spend time with people and you are a person of integrity and they open up to you. And so I'm anxious when I'm at the end of this at the end that we really can put some things out there kind of. So what do you think? That's that's my question going to be to her at the very end of this. So yeah. what do you think
3: anyway? Yeah, I love so, your story, Patsy, how it starts with the fact that you um, that you made some mistakes to begin with. And I think Daniel's awesome. Like, I think he is the only person in the Bible besides Jesus, where there's nothing bad said about them. Like they're, they're just, Mm -hmm. he's a spotless character. Um, and we can tend to think that he came out of the womb like that, but in this passage, we see that right in verse 10, the decree comes down, Daniel hears about it. And what I said in the sermon is, you know what he does? Nothing. He goes on living his life exactly as he did before. He went and prayed as was his custom. And so um, he built a character of integrity over a lifetime and the ability to endure hardship over a lifetime. And that was really not Daniel's power. If it was Daniel's power, we'd see like every other character in the Bible, except Jesus, a lot of him falling on his face, but it was him relying on God throughout the process. And, you know, we see it in prayer here and I'm sure scripture was part of it and so many other things. We emphasize, but um, I think that's a, a key piece: is that this really we need to go to God to sustain us and to teach us that when we do damage relationships or whatever it is we do wrong, that none of those are fatal. Um, we just keep leaning into God, and that becomes part of our story that He uses us um, to, uh, you know, to use us in the in the future and and whatever He has on the coming for us ahead. Uh, so yeah, just kind of that long that long view and that those long-term habits of staying with God, I think is, is, is a great takeaway from Daniel's story. Yeah, right.
1: absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we live in a day and age when, Oh my, it seems like another leader their uh, mm-hmm. uh, bad mistakes and hidden uh, sins are exposed, whether it's a political leader or a, a social leader or a church leader. And it just, it, the people living in integrity is, you know, you're talking about Patsy is, is just vital. I mean, you know, we make mistakes, but we can get back up and to try to write those. And it's been good to see people who've made mistakes and, and kind of repented and turned around and seen their life lived. And, you know, D- David is a great example of that. And others, ones in scripture, Paul, I mean, we can go on and on and see the ones who've made mistakes, and yet God has used them and and God is a way of using broken people. But we can make choices we can make choices to live life God's way uh, he lays it out there before us and and he even guides us through it the Holy Spirit will help us and and he will he will shut the lion's mouth and and we just have to keep our face towards him and trust him and and, and seek to do our best to live life his way in integrity
2: you know when you say live life uh, his way there's been a great prayer that um, has really um, kind of guided me, and I'd say, in the last six months or so. It's uh, it's a, a devotional that's on an app that comes on my phone once a day. And they end the prayer with, uh, Father, help me to live today to the full, um, pleasing you in every in everything I do. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Holy Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do. Mm-hmm. And Uh, that says it all, you know, it just, whoa. Okay. Set me up in the window. Let me pray.
0: (laughs) That's right. Well said. And this has (laughs) been so great. You guys, I really appreciate hearing from your guys time in the word and, and from your time, literally living this out and, and making this a practice and, and seeing these things lived out, putting feet to your faith in your life. So, man, this has been super great. You guys so grateful to have each of you here. I think, gosh, Patsy principal at 36, what am I doing with my life? Um, <laughs> oh, no, I,
2: but, I started teaching at 36. Oh, I stayed okay. home. I stayed gotcha. home for a long time. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. But, you know, and then again, Again, we're all called to different careers and different vocations in different areas too. But I think, gosh, it's so encouraging one to see that at any age, like Daniel, as a young man in chapter one, and as an 80 year old in chapter six, God can use us in all of our life. And, and with mm-hmm. the mistake idea too, that God, no matter what we've done in the past, whether you're listening to this podcast right now and just saying, oh my gosh, God's convicting me or I want to turn over a new leaf. Yes. Start integrity now. Start integrity now with your neighbors, your friends, your family, your coworkers, and and let that be a light that Jesus, that the good news of Jesus really can be hope and healing to people. So thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. I want to thank all of you of our speakers and all of you, our audience, for joining us again on the Revive Podcast here. And also, you know, I would love to say if you found this episode helpful, go ahead and share it with a friend keep reviving your soul each week too by subscribing to this Neighborhood Church podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you want to learn more about Daniel's journey and example with God and all the topics we've talked about today, uh, check out neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram on our Neighborhood Church of Cyprus, and Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos YouTube channels. And if you have any questions, feel free to write me at Carrie at neighborhoodchurch.com. I hope to see you next time. And until then, we pray that God continues to revive your soul.